This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. From lovely Maple Grove, Minnesota and sixfootmama.com, this is Jennifer Ebling of the Still Growing Gardening Podcast, wishing Jess and Elsie a happy hundredth episode. Way to go, ladies. Hey, Jess and Elsie. It's Sunny from New Mommy Media. For those of you who don't know us, you can find our shows at newmommymedia.com. Ladies, I just want to thank you for everything you do for the She Podcast community. I believe I was one of the first people invited to the group, and it's been so cool to see where you've taken everything and how so many female podcasters now rely on this as a great source of information. And reaching 100 episodes is no easy task. I know that from experience. So thank you for your continued commitment. Now, I have to be honest, I'm usually producing podcasts, so I don't have a lot of time to listen, but I never miss two shows. She podcasts for news and just for my comedic relief, as well as the feed for all my industry and tech news. So, Elsie, you are literally always in my head giving me great information to keep our podcast thriving. Also, I kind of view our shows as sister shows since we share the same great editor, John Buchanis of Audio Editing Solutions. Anyway, again, ladies, thank you so much for everything you do. It's greatly appreciated. Hello, Jess. Hello. How are you? Oh my God, I'm so missed you. I so missed you. I feel like I haven't talked to you in years. I know. It's been like, it's been too long. It really, truly it's has ridiculous. been too long. Not in this, yeah, and there's been so many things that I've wanted to talk to you about, and it's hard to kind of put them in the back burner because it's they don't seem quite as important anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it yes. just seems like they're like, oh my God, the world is ending. Well, that's true. And I just kind of want to talk about that and stuff. So. I think that's true. Yeah. So yeah. before we get to uh, to the rest of the content, I just, you you guys heard from Jennifer Ebling and, and Sunny from New Manu, Mommy Media right before mm-hmm. Jess and I started here. And we're going to drop in a little bit of more of your feedback that we got for the 100th episode that we didn't get into the 100th episode. So this is going to be kind of like bonus because we're sort of celebrating our two-year anniversary today. So we are. So that's a celebratory thing, too. Do you want to hear something funny? What? Um, My dad doesn't really listen to She Podcasts generally because he's not a a podcaster, but I made him listen to the 100th episode because it was like, you know, a tribute to us. And like we were on the bus on the way home from New York and he started like, I don't know, he was like starting to fidget and roll his eyes. And I'm like, what's the matter with you? Isn't it funny? He goes, oh, he was like, those guys are just, you know, talking about how great you are. We get it. And then he like, <laughs> we get it. And then he like fast forwards some more. He starts fast forwarding. He's like, how do I get to the part where you're, t-? I mean, he's listening to the part where you and I were talking. Right, right. Yeah. But he couldn't take any more of the tribute part. And I'm like, but dad, <laughs> it's a tribute episode where people talk about, you know, and he was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, okay, we get it. Thank you. We get it. And oh, I was like, God. So I'm like, you know, and it's true, like in my house, like it's like funny trumped 
smart or helpful or generous. Like it only mattered if I was funny to my dad, right? Which is fine, but it's kind of like uh, no, like gosh, Jessica, you've really impacted people. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. No, like wow, these people really are grateful for your service and you know anything, kindness, existence, any of that. He's just like, ugh, we get it. <laughs> you should have had him listen in like, you know, half speed or what is it called? Like two and a half yeah. speed or whatever. That's God forbid that's John and Dave talk two more seconds about how great the group is. Excuse <laughs> the fuck out of me. Um, I mean, and it's not, I mean, I don't want people to be out there thinking poor little 10 year old Jessica had to basically be like a dancing monkey for her daddy. It wasn't like that at all. Mostly because he wasn't around. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> This is why we are the way we are, people, for mommy and daddy's attention. Oh, my God. That's why. No, I mean, but no, that was much more of a that was much more of a valued trait if I was hilarious than anything else. And I don't think I became truly hilarious till later in life anyway. So mostly I was just probably boring to parent. (laughs) Except for all the bad shit I did. (laughs) Um, Except for all that stuff. Yeah. Oh my okay. God. So, so yes. Yeah. So um thank you to all of those, even though my father doesn't appreciate it, I do for sending we in. We all the appreciate it and thanks guys that feedback. we get. It's been such a joy to listen to all the stuff. And and again, you know, that hundredth uh, episode was just lovely for us to listen to and I don't know. I was like I was kind of floored a little bit with that. So thank you. Thank you very much and, and it was just so fun to have everybody around. Floored and flattered and honored Lord and, and huddled. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. All of those things. Totally. I'm excited to hug all of you in Chicago in a couple weeks. I know. It's going to be great. So, but thank you. And so, you, so you'll hear a few more of these audio bits that are going to come in here uh, today. We're not going to play any feedback that we've gotten because we're sort of still trying to just settle ourselves into kind of being back because there's been a lot of transitions, as you ha- guys heard in the last episode that I recorded by myself. Well, I had Crystal, of course, and but, you know, the intro and stuff. There's been a lot of changes and Jess Sorry. has been traveling and all that kind of fun stuff. And so we're kind of just getting back to center here. And usually what happens is like Jess and I just need to catch up. <laughs> we, yeah. We don't want to do talk about time. anything else. And just catch yeah. Up. We're totally going to do that this time. Yes. Sorry. And so but we do have some um, some of, of our usual stuff happening. So. Uh, before we start, do you have anything else to say, Jess, before we start with the show and stuff? I mean, didn't we start the show? Yes, of course. But what I'm saying, like the other, <laughs> like our little tooltips, like I have tooltips coming up here that I want to share before we get to, you know, all the other stuff that we're going to discuss. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, let's yeah. do it. Okay. Elsie's tooltips. So these are little tooltips that have come into, because I'm in transition, so I will at some point tell the story because I kind of I'm in the middle of the story and I kind of feel like I'd rather have like an ending so that I could really know how to move this. But really, I'm in transition right now. So I don't really have like a settled place to kind of be. So I'm not in North Carolina. I'm in Pittsburgh. There's you know tons of moving happening. And that was a very political. <laughs> can I just go back for a second yes. so that the impact of what you just said can hit the listener for a second? Because in transition, you almost sounded like employment. You're in transition. Oh, right. That, yeah. That is no. not what she is saying, no. people. What she is saying is that lovely little cabin that we've seen so many pictures of the view and the crest and the ride into town. That 
is no longer. Yeah. That situation does not exist anymore. Her neighbor, um, her landlord, Shh. someone in that. Okay, Stop. sorry. Now she's shushing me. Yes, I'll I'm just shushing. say this generically. That situation became the plot of a Stephen King novel. <laughs> And we won't mention who or why, but it has nothing to do with her family. And she's not in danger. No. And I don't think she was. No. But the situation was just, you know, you started to see, like, remember in Misery when, like, you first meet Kathy Bates and you're like, oh, shit. That's kind of where she was. Everyone's (laughs) still alive and healthy. (laughs) But you're just not quite sure about Kathy Bates and Misery. That was Elsie's life. So she left smartly. She left. And they were already planning on moving to Pittsburgh. Not moving on visiting Pittsburgh for a little while because right. of podcast movement. So that part of the plan is still happening. But what's happening after that, we don't know, right? Right. We don't know. You're right. And so there were a couple of little things that were... <laughs> didn't want people to think, oh, she's leaving Libsyn. No, no dear. No, no, that's no. That's not it. That's not it. I'm actually... Well, see, that that's why these little tooltips are really important because... I have been sort of internetless because we left the cabin. We were at a friend's house for a, a week and that friend's house did not have internet. Of course um, not. Which was why would you have friends with internet? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a young guy who you know is free. He has no family, none, exactly. none of that kind of stuff. So he doesn't, you know, he tries to save as much as possible. And his job is basically he teaches yoga, but at the same time he makes the bulk of his living painting and building things. So he doesn't really need like internet. So. Anyway, um, so it's been really tough for me to kind of navigate all this stuff. So I'm going to give you like three different apps that have kind of helped me. One of them is called Sideline, and this is for the iPhone. And Sideline is sort of like Google. It's kind of like Google Voice. Like it gives you uh, your own phone number, another phone number that you can use. And everything goes through the app. So I started this because... What happens with Google and Google Voice and stuff to start a new phone number for yourself, like, you know, let's say because you're in a different state or something, or you don't want to give your personal phone that you have in your pocket all the time, is that for Google Voice, you have to be logging in and out of stuff. Like I have two other Google Voice numbers that are attached to other Gmail addresses, and it's a pain in the butt to listen to those messages or to go back and forth or to, you know, it's just... Mine isn't transcribing lately. Maybe the person's hanging up. But yeah, yeah. Google Voices can be weird. It's kind of bizarre and it's kind of annoying and it just doesn't, it hasn't worked for me. So Sideline kind of is, is like that, but it gives you a phone number and you can text and you can have people call you at that number and it's fantastic. And the other thing with Google Voice is that when you, you have to be really mindful about somebody being able to see your true phone number from Google Voice because something happens and I haven't been able to figure out how to mask your true phone number, but mm-hmm. Sideline does it for you. You just go into the app and you call from there and it shows up as that phone number really easily. Uh, it receives text messages. You can have a, you know, uh, a voice message, a voice number there, like, a, you know, what do you call it? A message if somebody calls you. So, and if you don't want it, your, your phone to ring, it doesn't ring. So it can go directly to voice, which is like one of my most favorite, favorite things I'll to bet, do. I'll bet. <laughs> Wait, do you get to pick the number though? Cause my, I will say this, my Google voice number, I picked it a long time ago. Did you? And I won't, yeah. The first six numbers I won't reveal, but the last four are five, three, seven, seven, which is Jess. Oh, that's really good. Well, mine, I'm not going to reveal the first it? numbers for mine for the Google voice, but the last four are yoga. 
Of course, of they course, are. right? So it's really how could cool. You, not? you didn't get a chance to do that's you know I didn't get a so chance. So you don't to get do to that. pick. For, you don't for get Simon. to have like one eight hundred bite me <laughs> or whatever you don't want to. <laughs> but it's already worked out really well because there's a couple of times when I've had to give out like a, a number, and this is great because it's not All my personal time. number, and it's a and it's the one that I'm actually using on my business cards right now. So. Yeah, Google Voice sucks. This is actually a good solution, and it's so cheap. Yeah, I mean, Google Voice is free. Yeah, well, Sideline terrible. is free, too. It is free. It's just if you want to upgrade it, if you don't want the number to go away, because that's a pain in the butt. If you don't want the number to go away, you have to use it. So if you're using it constantly, it doesn't matter. It's free. It's You have no problems. But if you're not using it very much, then what I've – oh, you know what another solution that I've been doing, too, is I've been texting myself pictures and things, like – because oh, sometimes, so smart. yeah, because sometimes I just want a picture really quickly and, you know, airdrop doesn't work on the phone. I, I have to know. Eat. It's just such an, you never know when it's going to work. So now with Signline, it's so easy. I could just text my pictures to myself or even text. And then you have it online. And right? I have it you online. Have it online? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So then it comes up. So it's super, super cool. So I've been kind of doing that. But anyway, you have to make sure if you want to pay for it, I think it's like, I don't know, eleven ninety nine or something. No, like no, that. it's two ninety nine. Oh. Um, that just takes off the ads and gives you Wi-Fi backup and something called number porting out, which is coming soon. I don't know what that is. Oh, cool. And then um, include – oh, I guess that means you can make calls out, not just have calls in. Oh, that's I think that's good. what that means. Is that what it is? I don't yeah, think so. Cause I I've think been, so. I've done calls out and calls in with my well, number. Well, then I don't know what the fuck that means. And then nine ninety nine is um, – Employee numbers. So maybe Ooh. you and I could have like a line. A yeah. Podcast line. Two lines. Yeah. She podcast line. Or, you know what I mean? Like for the agency, I could give a line to you and a line to the designer oh, and a line to cool. the social media. And yeah, you have an online admin portal. So I guess you can do you not. Are you able to log in and see all your shiz? I haven't done that. I've just been using that. I haven't tried. I don't know but- if you can. Well, anyway, that's what it says for 999, but it's in beta. Because oh, the only cool thing, shit, the only thing that's like, I I would have thought that this was a would have been a good solution to give out as a podcast feedback sort of line. The only thing that isn't good with Sideline is that you can't download the voicemails, and you can't for Google Google Voice. You can like, there's an option to download those voice messages. But maybe and, you could if you had this online portal. Maybe, and you're right. Um, but it I seems can't tell to me. It's been a lifesaver. I really like it. It's awesome. I like it a lot. So that's sideline for y'all. Yay. And then Jess and I, I know we talked about Voxer in a couple of episodes ago, but now we've sort of like really kind of dove into it and I found it to be really helpful for us. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun <laughs> to just be able, yeah, to walkie talkie people and to really say like quick things like the late, latest Voxer conversation that Jess and I had. She was like, oh my God, you're like in the, your pictures are the newsletter for the podcast. Yeah, movement. that was so cool. <laughs> and it was like super fast. So it was almost immediate, instantaneous. And it was a really quick, like three seconds that she sent to me and yeah. she let me know like right away. And I thought like, oh, well, that's, it's really cool to go back and forth like that. So I've really found Boxer to be very useful. I kind of now want like Randy to use it. I, I doubt he oh, will. Oh, I got Scott to use it. You did? That's so funny that you say that. Ooh. Yes. But you know, he's still, he can't quite use it at work because he's in with other people all the yeah, time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's mostly useful for when I'm upstairs and he's downstairs and he's like, Jess, did you need milk for the baby before I come upstairs? And oh. I'm like, yeah, that would be great. Or like, 
or actually when I'm at the store and I can just box him and be like, was it this kind of cheese or this kind of cheese? Like, and I don't have to call and then he doesn't hear the fucking phone and then I can't text him because he's in the, you know, doing yeah. something else or talking to somebody like a boxer yeah. is great because it goes doodly doop and you can hear it. Yeah, totally. No, That's it's exactly been, how it sounds, you guys. Doodly doop. Uh, doodly doop. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And it's, I mean, I like it a lot. The, um, it's been helpful, uh, you know, and then John and I have boxed back and forth a little Same. conversation yep. and it's, it just seems, it's just, it is, it's very helpful because it's not, you don't have like the, the phone thing where it's like, hello, how are you Jess? Okay. Blah, nope. blah, blah. And then, okay, well, um, yep. oh, okay. Uh, bye. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to do any of that. You In fact, you know, my other boxing buddy besides you and John and Scott is actually Jessica Rhodes from Interview Connections. Yay. Mostly because she's on it. And I know right. that she's on it all the time. In fact, if there are other people who are listening, who I talk to on a regular basis, if you're on it as well, you can start boxing me. I'll totally answer. But Jessica and I are, we share a lot of clients, believe it or not, because people who are asking her to book them on shows or who have shows that they want booked often ask for monetization advice or representation or sponsorship. And she refers them to me and vice versa. I have a lot of those people who want guests and I refer them to her. So it's kind of funny that I'm just like, did you talk to this guy about this? Cause he's, you know what I mean? Like she's kind of like a partner, but in a different business, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's really kind of fun. She's like my, yeah. yeah, But it's really cool to be able to do that kind of stuff. So I was thinking also crystal from last episode, cause that would be really cool. Cause then I can just really quickly vox her and say like, Oh my God, did you see the latest tweet? Because we generally, mm-hmm. generally, I have to send her, or I don't have to, but there are some tweets that come out there where I'm like, "Who is this person, and why are they doing this?" You know, so mm-hmm. we have to like do this sort of like detective work behind the scenes with each other, and sometimes it's probably easier to do a box or to just yeah. really quickly get it out of the way, you know. But yeah, that'll be really neat. And my last app that I have, so again, these are all for iOS. Sorry, Android people. Maybe there is an Android version. I do not know. But this last one is called Data Man. Data Man. And um, wait a minute. I think this is, is this from Product Hunt? I don't know if this is from Product Hunt. No, Data Man is like. No, I'm, no, that's Data Deck. Okay, what's Data Man? Data Man is basically a way for you to keep track of your data usage for your phone. Oh, damn. That's disappointing. I know. And the only reason that that's. (laughs) You're like, I know. You don't even know why I'm disappointed. Because you were looking for like data stuff. You were looking Because for... I'm looking for, yeah, a way of curating. Yeah. Okay, but I'll explain that in a minute, but go ahead. Yeah. So no, Data Man is basically for me to keep track of when we're getting close to our, what is it, our limit on our data caps for the month, right? Yes. And because we haven't had internet again, then it means that I have to make sure that this is happening. We already have 20 gigabytes as a family for just for our phones. But it's it's like, you know, and it but right now I'm at 84% just on my side of things. So I basically have 10 gigabytes allotted to myself and I'm already at 84% and there's still like, you know, at least 3 weeks left on my plan. That was Isaac. Hi Isaac. He grabs it like a rock star and he holds does. it up. Yeah, like he grabs it and goes, "Hi." Oh. <laughs> Hi. Oh my god, I can't do it. Say hi. Hi. Do you want, what can else can you say? Can you say, I see it? Hi. <laughs> I see it. Okay. What do you see? Hello. Hello. Say hello. 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 Hi, huh? Isaac. You have to talk into there. He goes real close to it. Uh-huh. Hi. Hi. Uh-huh. 
Okay, goodbye. Wow. Wow. Bye-bye. I love you. <laughs> Bye, Laura. Okay, sorry. It's all right. Okay. Just all of a sudden, hi. I know. It's so cute. <laughs> oh, you should see him doing it. It's hilarious. Okay. Um, data man. So we were capping up on data man, data yeah, man yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, um, so it's data been really man. helpful because if you are doing some traveling or you want to keep tabs on your family stuff, each person can actually have this uh, put on your phone and you can put in how long your data plan is and when it's going to start over again. So it starts over again for you. Plus it also shows you how much data you actually use. So it'll show you your uh, why, when you're connected via Wi-Fi and when you're connected via cellular and it'll give you uh, like a total not even average because it actually shows you your exact usage for um, Wi-Fi and stuff on your phone mm. anyway, at least. Cool. So it's been really, really helpful for me. That's super cool. Yeah. So now we're going to transition over to just a little bit from Wait. Emily. What? Before we do that. Okay. Okay. I'm waiting. I think we should talk about my tool tip and my, <gasps> yes. my, my group thing, if we can. Do it. Okay. First of all, just as a side note, the reason I was disappointed about Data Man is because if anyone knows the solution, I want you to tell me, email me immediately. I am looking for a solution. I don't care what, in what format. Somehow a graph or a chart or a spreadsheet that will automatically update when I tell it to monthly stats like for Libsyn, for Google Analytics. Like Google Analytics, I know will email me a report. And I know that the other things like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and stuff, they won't do that. But how do I aggregate all that information in one place and have one dashboard that can tell me at any given time how many followers, how many members, how many likes, how many... It doesn't even have to be likes, but like how many following how many followers like all across social media i want it but i want it to be for all the things and to be able to pull in libsyn like there are some reporting things that like hootsuite where i can like pull a report but it costs money or like social reports or even like sprout social but that stuff's too expensive and it doesn't do all the things i want to be able to aggregate all the things so i found data deck but i haven't quite it does google drive google analytics and excel google adwords sql and then it looks like it will be having Facebook. but So this is a possibility, but it hasn't – I think it's still too much in beta. But there, I did find one thing that was really cool. So I bought Elsie a gift for our anniversary. <laughs> and so um, I'm going to share my screen with you, Elsie, even though I know the friends can't see it. Okay. okay. It is called Gritics, G-R-Y-T-I-C-S. So it is an S-A-A-S, I don't know what that means, Solution for Social Media Analytics on Facebook Groups. That's it. That's all they do is Facebook Groups. Analytics for Facebook Groups. Okay, so for $99, you can purchase an entire history of one group, like an entire history. So I did that, and here's what it will give you. So I'm, I'm pulling it up now, Elsie. Can you see it? Yes, I can. Okay, okay. So the basic statistics, but boy, does it get really involved. Okay, so the basic statistics show, and you can just tell me where to go if you want, right? But like 20 former members since I started using Gritics. Oh, my. Oh, it shows you like... 20 people left. Oh, I see. 50,634 reactions 
and I believe reactions are comments. And then if you click on it, it says, okay, 49,000 of those are likes, 900 of them are loves, 29 are laughs, 82 are wows, 23 are sads, and 8 are angry faces. Well, well, you have to remember that. <laughs> that, that is new. That yeah. is a total new thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Angry faces. I know, but that's so funny. And then 8,303 posts, 68,054 comments. <gasps> Wow, that's insane. 2,712 active members, which doesn't mean what? that's how many members. It yeah. means that's how many people engage on wow, a regular that's crazy. basis. I know. That's out of control. I know. It is. <gasps> the activity score, which we don't know like what to compare that to, whatever. Okay, so then you come down here, active members evolution. So I could click a date like from the beginning. It, it looks think. like a gigantic like rectangle, though. That does not look like a graph. <laughs> I know, it, and it doesn't make sense either. But here's the member member evolution, so you can see oh my we hit a peak. But this, oh, here it is. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong part. Dates of analysis. Choose your date range. So I probably have to do the whole thing. Yeah. So let's start with February 25th and go to June and choose. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's not perfect. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's like the the level of uh, information that you can get out of this thing. It's it's out of it's control. ridiculous. This part's interesting. Top engaged. <laughs> Elsie. <laughs> I'm like, hello. So that this means that Elsie, and I can even click on you specifically. Oh my God, dude. I am like the most, what, how, how do I have so many, what does that even so mean? out of all the people. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I knew this would make you crap in your pants. <laughs> Tr- truly, I knew. So basically this says top engaged and there's a number assigned to every person. And like, <laughs> I'm like you expect Elsa and I to be the top people, right? right. Like I'm 3,161. I'm assuming that means, oh, here we go. What does that mean? This is, this is the breakdown of you. Oh, this is what I've 6, done. 6,002 <gasps> engagements look the, total. Look at the comments. 4,148 comments. 811 likes. <gasps> two wows. Oh 80 loves. God. One angry. Four sads. <laughs> 478 posts in the group. <laughs> and, then my, and then your top reactor is not even me. Who's this? I don't even know. Who is Ginger that? Mills? <laughs> you win the prize, honey. <laughs> I am your top commenter, dwarfing everyone else. Oh my um, god! At 150 comments on my yeah, stuff. 150 comments on your stuff, and on Heather Ordover about right behind me with 87. Natalie Ekdahl with 80. But yeah, so uh, your influence says 16,975. Maybe that's what other engagement you've inspired. I guess. I don't know. So, okay. So just remember that her number was 6,002 because then when you go back to mine, it's only 3,161. So Elsie has almost, if not over double the amount of anybody else because the next person under me is 1,500 and that's Peggy Free. Oh my god! So like Peggy Free is 1,500, but I, and I'm at 3,000 and Elsie's at (laughs) 6,000. It's so funny i mean that is your job you are a social media community manager but i just found that highly hilarious oh my god that's out of control okay moving down to all group interactions majority is comments 54 percent with likes at 39 percent and then posts at seven percent that seems weird Comments are more than posts. There's still 8,000 posts, but there's 68,000 comments. Wow, that's crazy. And then what are the types of posts? Well, 5,694 are statuses, 936 photos, 1,427 links. That doesn't surprise me. And then what's this one? Video? 
222 videos. Yeah, but that's crazy because think about that. Like, look at this stat. I mean, that means statuses do not have links. That's just people Mm -hmm. writing. It's just people writing. That's pretty amazing. Now, here are the top posts. The top one of all time is when I said, today we're going to do an experiment. If you're looking to offer yourself up as a guest. Oh, yeah, because everybody loves that one. Yeah, and then it will and then it'll actually, if you click on it, it'll take you to it. And you can see there's 163 comments there. Wow, that's amazing. Under that one is, hey, getting a Twitter list together. And that was you, Elsie. And that yeah. has 190 comments. Holy monkeys. Under that was share a picture of your podcast album art. And then I got a sponsor, and that was in March. And then uh, comment if you'd like to be a guest. So obviously, we're the most interested when we can talk about ourselves. Yes. Yay. Okay. <laughs> when you share your own stuff, totally. This is just a summary. I haven't even gotten to the taters and the meat yet. Oh, wow. So you can go to any day. Any day and look at and how many people. How many loves, how many comments, how many Whoa. posts, who it is. Uh, here, let's go to the posts and comments. Post statistics. Okay. Even though we got a summary, the top posts were the ones I said the most reacted. I got a sponsor walking down Asheville with my, with my four-year-old. This was in May of last year. You see a couple of young ladies look at you and start whispering and talking oh, about yeah. you. Yeah, that's when I, yeah, that's when I saw yeah. like when I had a guest. I they mean, not knew guest. you. Yeah, that yeah, they knew me. They oh knew my God, you. I totally forgot about that. And then the woman who just posted about Liv Tyler and then a bottle of champagne. And then someone just tweeted me to let me know my podcast made the list of 22. Po- oh, that was Sarah Williams. Yeah, that's when awesome. She was, yeah. So those and, you know, it makes sense that all the most reacted to things would be recent because our group is bigger. So, that's of course, true. we would have yeah, more yeah, reactions. True. And then most commented, uh, are, you know, kind of go with the top. Same thing. Uh, post types interactions. That's crazy. This is I like, know. you could go oh, down this. this hole and just be like, how many posts this? created by month? Okay. So the first month we only had 18 posts. Second month, 77. What the heck? Look at that. I know. That's a huge... I blame you for that. <laughs> and then third month, 105. Fourth month, 157. Then it went down to 116, 215. Then in August, it was, it went that to That was like right after podcast movement. Yep. It was. And then... Uh, so our lowest month is our first month. Our highest month ever looks like June 2015 with 423. We have, oh no, wait. No, we have another one. We have this. 434 this March. Yeah. This last March. That's interesting. Okay. And then the highest day that people post is on Wednesday. Wow. Check that out. By far. By far. the lowest is Sunday. Sundays is like the, yeah, totally. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then what's this? Count. Post created. By hour. So it looks like oh. that the, the 4 p.m. is the hot spot for our group. And yeah, the it lowest, seems like what's the low? What's the like 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like everything in the afternoon. So like 4 yep. a.m. Like, I'm sorry, 4 p.m. and on or even before mm-hmm. that. I would you know, say our sweet spot is 1, 2, 3, 4, uh, 4 to 4 p.m. And it drops off, but just a little but it keeps it keeps up at though. five six seven yeah and then another hot spot is at is this nine or seven wait eight, four five six seven eight nine no it's nine yeah okay nine and then it drops off until that's insane uh, so i now know you guys are getting great? all kinds of interesting details here guys so yeah don't post okay. in the morning and don't post on sundays but you know what so, i've been i i kind of already knew that because yeah you, you, you can know. 
you can look for the active members list. Now, this is what's cool. You can see all the active members who are the most active, order by name. You can also just look at the members list total and see who's not oh. active. Export your former members. Oh, that's kind of neat. You can search on last active. So if you exported this whole thing and uh-huh. it's, you know, 3,000 women, you could totally search on their first activity, their last activity. Like here, like see this person was added on the 9th. She has yet to post anything ever. Right. Yeah. Some of these people have not posted anything ever. Sometimes their last post, their first post was on April 2014. Last time they said anything was in April 2016. So let's click on her, for example. I won't say who it is, but we can take a look at her analytics just just to see. That's really interesting because it's yeah. the same month, even within the same that week. That is interesting. Like, what the heck? This person has had 47 likes, one post ever. Oh, I see. But that doesn't mean that they're not engaged. That means that they have not posted. This is their one post right here. Yeah. Top reactors, top commenters. Here's all their comments they've ever made in the group Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And then you can even just do the former members. So... That's uh, so neat. Yeah. So if you wanted, you could order by name, order by engagement, order by post, or let's order by last activity. I'm just curious. And then, okay. So is it obviously, like almost real time? Like, would that be? It is real time. Holy monkeys. It is 100% real time. Okay. So wow. now the last page would be people who have never said a word ever. I mean, I, we could totally just go in here and just fucking delete these bitches. <laughs> Because either they've never said anything, maybe some of them are spam and we don't know those, yet. Those, there's a lot of those that look like spam accounts. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so great. I mean, yes. not that they're there, but you know what I mean? It's like... No, not that they're there, but right. just that, like, look, there's people who, like, either said they were going to start... I mean, you know, if... I mean, really, if they're not bothering anyone, I have no need to delete them, but I don't want to... I don't want our numbers to look padded either. Right. Okay, engagement tools. Engage the members. Okay. What? What do you do that? Export inactive members. Export former members. We calculate the date ranges starting from the date of your last update here. Uh, we calculate the date ranges inactive and, and new. So I wonder if that means engage them, meaning like once we know their name, can we reach out to them and say hello? Or if we had a list, could we then go, hey, here's who's been added in the last month. See Just want to say hi. Yeah, I think that that would be really helpful for, like, you know, those posts that I put in and, like, say hello and all that kind of stuff that maybe we could do that and and tag the new members because that would be really great because they'd feel like, hey, welcome, you know? Totally. And then we can generate a wall of fame. Oh, exclude some people. So, like, if you and I don't want to be included in the wall of fame because obviously we're the leaders, Right. Right. Oh, you know what? I think I saw Jason Van Orden and his group. What he would do on his group when he first launched his own group, he would have top commenters or top helpful people and he would put up yes. a post with people like that. And I was always like, how did he get that? Like, how did well, he get that? Well, I don't know if he got account? it from this or if he just has some schlep trying to figure it out for him, but like, oh, right. it's so convenient. Yeah. And so here we go. Oh my gosh, look at that. It's the group's wall of fame. It's our wall of fame, at least. That is so cute. It says here, get the link of the complete wall of fame. So we can actually, oh, see that? And then you can have people. Oh, that's where, look at it. It says top influencers. Yeah. Top and gate. That's what I think that's what Jessica Rhodes, Natalie Ekdahl, Kim Kelly. Yeah. See, this is cool. And now you can share it. Top (gasps) commenters, top posters. 
Oh my gosh, that is so cool. So what a nice way to say thank you is to yeah. do this once, once a month, right? Totally. Even to even to select the time date to be from X amount of, like right now the date that's selected down here is from the dawn of time. Oh, I we see. Could always for like the for, entire thing. So we could even do like a monthly thing. Like yes, the monthly. The monthly wall of fame. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then let's compare. Now, here's what's fun. Elsie, I'm sorry to take up so much of your time with this, but I just, yeah. I knew we would just geek out like crazy balls. Okay. Okay. Current period. Okay. So let's just do the last month. Okay. From last month to this month. And you can compare how your group is doing in general. So like, okay. In May, we've had general activity was 215. Now, so far in June, it's not even over two sixty nine ninety five. Mm. So an so an increase of twenty five percent, a decrease of five percent engagement, decrease of eight percent posts, decrease of comments, but an increase of reactions. Well, I don't even understand. How does that even ha- like? I don't understand how that's like activity versus engagement post and comments. Like, how did we go down in all of that activity? I guess the how did we go up in activity but come down in engagement posts and comments? Yeah, because it seems that's like that's question. the activity. Because isn't that the activity? Unless I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. Unless it's just be because people are just being joining. Added to the, joining, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's don't know. weird though. But anyway, but you can compare all different dates if you want. Manage an update. Does that mean I could post from here? Because that would be something. That would be very interesting. Update all the group data. Set the group time zone. That's helpful. That is helpful. We had that. Uh, Add members with their Gritix email account. Oh, like you, if you were my team member. Oh, I see. Yeah, I could add you to this. Every day around this time, the group is updated, so it does get updated every day. Oh, that's cool. Deleted members. (laughs) Here's the list. Oh, hi, hi guys. There's not not that many. (laughs) No, it's Um, not. No, there's not that many. And then, oh, here's the metrics definition if you have questions. So engagement is equal to number of comments plus number of reactions multiplied by number of posts. This is a measure of average engagement generated by a post. If your group has less than 4.5 thousand members, we perform a real update of the group members list given by Facebook. Names, new members, and delete those who have left. If it has more, we only add new. We can't provide the list of members who left the group. So we're in a sweet spot for them right now because we don't have over 4,500 people yet. Right. And then you can publish everything. You can publish the whole report in your group. So the report I gave you, I guess, was just a summary. Right. There's so much more. There's though, so right? much stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that you could dive into to look on that. Oh, and here's where we can post stuff here. Or I guess I could try and post stuff here. Authorize it to post on behalf of on your behalf. Right. So I guess, yeah, I can I could use this to manage the group if I wanted, which I don't. Now, what is also fun, just for this critics thing in general, this isn't my group, and yet I can get information on, say, the podcast movement group. Oh my gosh, get out! Because I'm in it. <gasps> so here it shows how many reactions, how many comments. Here's wow. the top engagers. So let's just say I was crawling for, you know, pe- for clients, and I wanted to find out who the top posters were in any group, B-School, right. uh, a group of people who, you know, a podcasting group even that I didn't own. And it will tell you, I mean, this is all the information I can, I think right. this is all the information I can get. That would be ridiculous if I could get more. And it will only give you like, I mean, look, it's like six months worth of data. That's crazy. That's pretty That's neat pretty though crazy. to be able to see the top commenters and stuff like that in, the, in that. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Who's the top? 
Who's but the see, second? Look at, uh, yeah, well, actually, that's, I think podcast movement, the group is not as old as ours, right? What if you wanted to get attention in this group? Let's say I wanted to get attention in podcast movement. I could use this to see what the top posts are. Mm. Who will be attending? What's the link to your most recent episode? Put a picture of your podcast setup. What's your Instagram handle? Yeah. By that, I can gauge like, okay, this is what's top in there. This is the kind of thing I need to post in there in order to get some traction. People engaged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Engagement tools. Let's generate their... I mean, this isn't my group, so I don't even know how they're going to let me engage the wall. Get a wall of fame. I never said it was my group and I couldn't possibly... I'm not an admin. I'm just in there. That's nuts. I guess just be... Yeah. Wow. It's kind of nuts. You only have access to do this to seven... I mean, certain amount of money, I guess, will allow you access to seven groups. They don't all have to be yours. That's amazing. <sighs> Look at that. That's so cool. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, you can get to see the top influencers and all the stuff over there, over the top posters for <laughs> yep. podcast movement as well. <gasps> Who's this guy? He looks scary. <laughs> Speaking of who's this guy, though, look at the guys. I mean, it's mm. got it's all guys. There's very, Wait a there's very are there little any women. top influencers in that group that are women? Who's yes, this? there's right down at the bottom. Who's it? Who is it? She's in our group too. I forgot her name though. And then who's the top engaged? Carol Sanic. Yes, of course, because that's her business too. That's the only person, and she, then that's, that's the only woman. Top commenters: Carol Sanic. Uh, that's the only woman. And then over here, nope, top posters, all men. It's true. It's a good point. Which shows really why our group is needed, which brings us to another conversation, which I don't know if that's a good segue or not. It really does show, it really does show that women don't, they don't post in the, in at least the podcast movement group. And if I had to pull in all the podcast groups, I could probably see the same thing, right? Yeah. I think that we'd probably, uh, see this. You're right. You, yeah, Mm -hmm. that would be really interesting data to get. Absolutely, because it it's uh, yeah, and I could pull it because I'm because you're the a boss. genius for finding this. Oh my okay. god, that is insane! Yeah. Whoa. Now in their group, it's mostly comments, likes, only six percent posts, and what's this? A little bit of love in there, and then in here also fifty-seven percent status, seventeen percent photos, twenty-three percent links, twelve videos. Yeah. Interesting stuff. So Gritics, G-R-Y-T-I-C-S dot com. If you want to completely geek out on your group or really any other group, looks like. <laughs> yeah, so. that's insane. That's really cool, Jess. I didn't know yeah. how awesome it was, but. Yes. That's All like right, really awesome. neat. I'm still kind of floored by my level of engagement. So maybe. I am too. I think I, I, think I would have. I should, Do you I, feel I'm like, self-conscious? Like if I saw that, I would think, oh my God, do they hate? Are they sick of me talking or what? <laughs> or I'm like, I'm like, maybe I should just do something else. Like what? <laughs> like work. Like, like, well, this my, is I, you working? That is, it is not? my thing. It is me working. I mean, that's what I do. It's like that. That's I can't stop myself. I, it's been really hard to not respond to people lately because I don't have time. Yeah. And I don't yeah. have time to be like writing my gigantic answers, which is because usually people, you don't understand people. When you ask a question, it's not, for me anyway, it's never like, yeah, just do that. It's yeah. never that. It's never yes or no. It's never. There's usually so many nuances added, especially for podcasting. I don't think that there's a cookie cutter answer for all of these things. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm going to segue out of this because we need like to play all yeah, of this other stuff. Going. So here we yes, go. This sorry, is Emily. Sorry, sorry. Emily from the Classy Little Podcast. She has a little ditty that she wrote for us and it's kind of like a commercial. And it's so, kind of fun. Sweet. Yeah. so sweet. So sweet. I'm Emily from the Classy Little Podcast for She Podcast with Elsie and Jess. 
Is your podcast tired, run down, listless? Do you poop out at parties? Is your show unpopular? The answer to all your problems is in this little podcast. She podcasts with Elsie and Jess. Yes, She Podcasts with Elsie and Jess contains podcasting news, tools, tricks, Elsie and Jess. Yes, with She Podcasts with Elsie and Jess, you can listen your way to a great podcast. All you do is take a great big listen every Monday. Mmm, it's so funny, too. Sounds just dandy. So why don't you join all the thousands of happy peppy podcasters and listen to all 99 previous episodes of She Podcasts with Elsie and Jess today. That's She Podcasts with Elsie and Jess. Cheers and congratulations to Elsie and Jess on your 100th episode. Thank you, sweet Emily. That was really cute. Yes. She even has a, a awesome. like a, what it, the, the funny, the bed, the laughing bed, the clapping, mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway. So let's deal with some news um, before okay. we continue here. So. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. What news? Dude, what you news? went to work it. Oh, that's not news. Everyone well, it is. That. Well, it is news for the people who are here. And I, I guess stuff. that's true. Okay, semantics or philosophy? What well, do you we want need first? to go. Well, see, this is what I need from you. Is I think that we need to do. Think of all the good stuff that you got out of it. Okay. Yeah, all the good I can stuff. do that. And then we like... can move to the bad and the ugly, so that we have. All a, right. Okay. 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 All right. The good. Um, it was very exciting to be addressed and in the same room as people who work on those big shows that we aspire to be like, that we admire, that we are jealous of. Uh, it was very exciting to hear the CEO of WNYC, Laura Walker, talk about how she discovered there were only 13% of podcasts hosted by women and decided she really had to do something about that. And what can we do about that? So she brainstormed with the CEO of the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, and they decided to create this work and event. That was really what they started with. Um, the keynote the first day was a comedian slash actress who talked about how she was like trying to she was doing a lot of audio editing and editing production because she was constantly being told that she was too heavy to be on camera. Um, and so she decided to work behind the scenes until 9-11 happened. And here she was working for a news channel and the producer was walking around going, uh, you know, telling her that she had to edit the video because there was a limb on the ground. Oh, my or, God. Or because you could see someone jumping out of a building. Oh, and my they had God. To be- well, and I mean, imagine your life for three days just going to work and editing out death and dismemberment all day. I mean, I think it affects you. And so... You know, basically her message, you know, after that, she started doing stand up comedy and she's never looked back. And, who, you know, if they don't like how fluffy she is or how has, you know, she's I think she is black, but she may be mixed. So she said, I've played a black person. I played a Hispanic person. You want me to be sort of ethnic? I'm your gal. I'll stand up and do whatever the F you want. Uh I'm not going back to doing what I was doing before. You know, cute but not too cute. I'm your girl. 
impoverished but not too impoverished i'm your girl she was like i'll do whatever it takes to do what i want to do because i'm not going back to what i was doing before the end oh i think her one uh parent was jamaican and the other one was haitian actually now that I, I remember now anyway so that was very inspiring and then it was sort of like on with the show and we got to hear from some of uh, some pretty famous interviewers about their interviewing tactics we got to hear from the audio engineer of serial and another one called dummy and idiot i think it's like idiot and dummy or dummy and idiot fall in love or something like that um, and they talked about how they designed the music or the you know, the microphones, where they were, what they were using, why they would pull up the music in this place and pull down the music in this place. Um, and it was interesting. That part was pretty interesting. And then I'm trying to think like by the end of the day. Oh, they did a little exercise in Vox Pop, which for those of you who don't know what that is, it's interviewing strangers on the street. Oh. So we all got to get up um, based on what little colored dot was on our tag. Um, Vox Pop each other. And the thing was um, about rule breaking. So I had to interview a total stranger about how they broke the rules and then vice versa. Another total stranger, not that one, had to interview me about breaking the rules. And I found that exercise very interesting. First of all, I'm not a lot. Most of the people in that room have done Vox Pop because surprise, surprise, they're all in journalism and broadcasting. (laughs) Just so you know that when I was talking to you before about why their shit and their standards and their advertising and their goals are irrelevant let me just say that was 100 percent um reiterated during this week every single one of them is a journalism or a communications major not one of them is doing their podcast because it's their hobby or their passion subject it's because the broadcast the story the news the media that's what they do doesn't matter what the subject is period most of the time. I mean, they're lucky in that they get to work on neat projects some of them they've devised themselves But for the most part, it's for their company. So that's neither here nor there. So what I found interesting about Vox Pop, having done my own interviewing, having done a podcast for the last three years, is this. Being interviewed by a journalist on the street as a stranger is hard. Because I wanted to say, well, what about you? Have you ever broken any rule? Like, I'm used to the two-way convo with you and the person I'm interviewing. I had to basically grit my teeth to stop myself from asking the interviewer questions. (laughs) It was very difficult. I never realized that it would be so difficult for me to just be interviewed like a stranger. And then similarly, the other way, I found it very hard to put in my two cents. And just interview the person like a journalist. Right. Because a journalist, a newscaster stands and says, well, what do you think about this? Well, what do you think about this? Well, how do you feel about this? Well, what do you think about that? They never go, yes, I had the same problem. <laughs> right? So on one hand, it's very difficult. On the one hand, I'm an egomaniac. And on the other hand. You're an egomaniac. Uh, I, well, no, on the other hand, no, I wanted to ask, no, I wanted to ask questions myself. On right. the other hand, I wanted, I, I hated being the target right. or the subject. You wanted to know what they were up to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I couldn't win both ways. It wow. was so weird. And then, but then to be in a room of people where like, that was the first, that I think was the first clue. Because even with sound design, I was still, well, this, this actually exercise came before sound design. The Vox Pop exercise was probably the second or third thing we did that day. And that was my first clue that I was not somewhere where I necessarily belonged. Because they were all like, oh, yeah, Vox Pop. We've been doing that since we were 14. Vox Pop, that's hilarious. <laughs> Vox Pop. And I was like, I had to Google it on my phone. <laughs> I had to Google it. 
And they were like, yay, Vox Pop. And these women were like, they're not our age, Elsie. They're like, I mean, they, I mean, let me just say this. About 10 out of the 100 were probably our age. They were probably just there to schmooze and be mentors. The rest of them were like 25 to 35. Aw, the youngsters. They were the people who are beginning to mid-level producers, associate director, associate producer, audio engineers, people who run like the booking on shows, that kind of thing. So I actually got the feeling that day that, and yes, it's a WNYC event, but I had the feeling that like what Laura Walker really wanted to do was increase the amount of women in the broadcast podcasting industry. Yeah, and that yeah. They don't actually care, aka know about the others. Right. I don't think they, in fact, I know, I know that they haven't really thought about the other part of podcasting. Not that, I mean, almost as if it doesn't exist or never existed before them. So they don't, so like, I'll give you an example. So we were at lunch and, you know, like any good person, you know, like I'm talking to the person next to me and the person, people behind me. And, you know, this one next to me works for, um, she's actually in the group. Her name was Sarah. She's in She Podcast. I don't know if she listens, but she works for um radio station in New Hampshire, a public broadcasting radio station in New Hampshire. And she does a couple shows there. Woman behind me uh, worked at in New York at NYC and her friend it will be at Podcast Movement. So I don't again, I don't know if any of them are listening, if they have listened, but I felt like, you know, I was interviewing procasters. And so my first question was, have you guys ever heard the term procaster? And they were like, no, what's that? Hmm. So now I'm in the position of having to tell them. You right? did. And yeah. I assume they would say, yeah, we know. pro. No, no. Procaster, that's interesting. Is that like somebody who makes money like podcasting, like the host or something? And I was like, no, 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 no. A procaster is the name that a indi- independent <laughs> podcast. Yeah, like, so how do you actually explain this, right? Else without being rude and awkward. Totally. Now I'm in a weird position, right? So I'm like, okay. So my follow-up question is going to be, how do you feel about this term? So let me tell you what it is. I said, a procaster is someone that an independent podcaster has labeled someone who podcasts for a corporation and not necessarily, you know, as an indie or an independent. And they were like, oh, no, I've never heard that. Interesting. I said, how do you feel about the fact that there's a label for that? And they were like, I don't know. Should I feel something like, what should I feel about it? And I was like, well, let me phrase this another way. Uh, A (laughs) procaster is sometimes labeled as someone who is really more concerned with or doesn't recognize all the podcasts that came before this area when there were podcasts that were done by professional broadcasting companies. And one of the women was like, well, I mean, I'm not going to apologize for being that. And I was like, as you shouldn't. Why would you apologize? Why would you even care? She was like, yeah, I mean, she said, I think it's a shame that the presence of professional podcasts are hurting feelings, but as one who would be labeled as such, I won't, I, I'm not going to apologize for that. And I said, that's a pretty good answer. Hmm. Yeah. Basically, it was like, yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> that was kind of her answer. That's a, that's a shame. It was like the Jerry Seinfeld, like, mm, that's a shame. And why should they care, really, if you think about it? I mean, like, I felt like I gave them something to think about for about five minutes before they moved on. Right. It was kind of like a, huh, wow, I wish that wasn't the way it is. Oh, well, la di da da Gimlet? Radiotopia? Yay! Oh. And they moved on. Yeah. You know what? Right? I think that you're right. I think that now, like, I'm starting to see it a little bit more, a little bit clearer. 
you know than than so I had remember, before. Yeah, I don't remember what episode. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But no, remember it's okay. when you and I were ranting about what they should do and who they should recognize, and I said no, they shouldn't. Yes, they don't totally. care. They don't yeah, have yeah, yeah. a need to care, and what we do is different. So it doesn't matter what they think right. or say about us. Right. This this again further proved my in my head. I was just like really kind of hoping to be wrong. Right. Kind of feeling like Elsie and Rob Walsh and Rob Greenlee and, and all these people should really, you know, that we should demand their attention, that we should demand their respect, that we should. And then being there, I was just like, but we shouldn't. We don't do what they do. Right. We'll never do what they do. We don't need to do what they do. Right. Anyway, so what were you saying? I'm sorry. No, that I that I kind of understand that now. Because before I got like all, but they need to recognize. And, and it really is because that's a career. There are things that are built up around the entire scope of broadcasting, right? There right. is, there are jobs that you go to. And so when you are trained in this, you have a skill set. You are craftsmen. To be able mm-hmm. to deliver these things, right? So if somebody right. says to you, they can hire, you know, you or whatever to create a specific, which we're actually going to get to here for Gimlet Creative, right? Which we're going to, mm-hmm. this actually goes right to it, where you could be hired to be the sound designer or the producer or the, you know, the story artist or whatever for a specific project. And then you can move to another project and then you can move to another right. project and you can right. continue That's to all do all is. of this stuff. Yeah, it's That's sort of right. like if you're an architect. There are freelance yeah. creators. Yeah. They don't have their own show. They're yeah. just working on projects. And actually, I know you don't look at the emails from this, but you right. and I are in a group called Ladios. Yeah. And basically, Ladios is ladies in radio or ladies in, you know, who are a lot, most of them, if not a lot of them, are podcasts and podcasting. Okay. Yesterday, there was a topic that went around. Here's the question. Okay. Hi, Ladios. I'm working on putting together a consolidated list of all the major radio slash podcasting slash audio storytelling awards. I just started on this and so far I've gotten there's like seven. None of them include the Academy of Podcasting Awards. None. Of, I mean, the list does not include um, podcastawards.com or anything like that. And so my first instinct was to like say, hey. Let me include those for you since you obviously have your heads up your ass. But then I read the final list. Then I read the final list. Are you ready? Okay. Here are the final lists. All right. Newspaper Guild of America Haywood Brown Awards. Newspaper Guild David S. Barr Award. Bart Richards Award for Media Criticism. Livingston Award for Young Journalists. Dart Award for Reporting on Victims of Violence. Mm. Scripps Howard National Journalism Award. Scripps Howard National Journalism Award for Distinguished Service to the First Amendment. Journalistic Excellence in Electronic Media. The Edward R. Murrow Awards, the Society Professional Journalist Sigma Delta Chi Awards, mm. the Casey Medals for Meritus Journalism. I mean, they are not doing the same thing. Right. All of their shows, they are considered to be journalism. Right. All of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and, guys don't, if you're right. doing like Shell does meditation minis, like you don't need their attention, their approval, right. their strategy, their lessons. You're doing something completely completely different they don't want the award and academy for podcasting it's ridiculous they are trying to win a fucking no a peabody right yeah not what we do so so the second day i looked at the schedule because now i'm going back feeling a little i had some mixed feelings i felt sad a little lonely not depressed but just kind of like 
disillusioned, I guess. And so I looked at the schedule the next day and it was like girl on girl, women in the workforce. And then it was like Stacy's career corner, how to navigate your career in podcasting. <laughs> and uh, I just kind of looked at the stuff and I was like, I have nothing to gain from tomorrow's things. Nothing. I don't have anything to add and I don't have anything to learn because I'm not Although I did, I was once a journalism major. I'm not in journalism now. Although I know a lot about broadcasting, I'm not in broadcasting now. What am I going to do this for? So I went shopping. <laughs> yes. At first I was like, I was like, well, why, why? But then I, you know, after listening to a lot of this stuff, it's like, you're right. It's sort of like, it's a whole new genre that of, of what we are. It seems like, you know, when we go to, or not we go, that there are people who are going to, you know, be going to school for journalism, for media, they, for right. broadcasting. And right. there's going to be a podcasting wing added to that. Right. To that, right? Right. Whereas, let's say, because one of my dreams at this moment, really, truly, uh, is to work at a university. I kind of want to teach digital media. I want to teach podcasting. As you should. And, that I think that if I were, you know, it, as a university professor leading, um, let's say, the podcasting, whatever that might be, you know, uh, trajectory inside of university, it would not be from the journalism perspective of it, but it would be for its own sake, um, more as right. a platform for getting your voice out there rather than how to become a better journalist. Or how to become right. a better broadcaster, right? Yeah. So as much as I appreciated right. the opportunity, I didn't feel once I was there that I necessarily belonged there anymore. And I feel okay about that. Like, I'm okay with them having their own, like, advertising. Like, they can use mid-roll and they can... I mean, here's the thing. Like, I was listening to Two Dope Queens on the way up because I saw a live taping of it. And I don't know what the podcast itself is normally like, but the live taping was basically them chit-chatting and then they would bring up a comedian and they would chit-chat some more and then they would bring up a comedian. And if that's how it is normally, that's fine. But it started out, I guess, as a live comedy show for women. I didn't know that. And so I was listening to Two Dope Queens and they stopped in the middle of their chit-chat to talk about MailChimp. Now, Two Dope Queens is two 30-something black women who talk about vaginas and dating and like i mean like this time they talked about camping and like whether or not lenny kravitz is a douche right <laughs> so the people who listen to that show don't give a fuck about mailchimp that is the stupidest ad placement i've ever heard in my life <laughs> what are they doing they don't care because they're getting paid by wnyc nyc doesn't care because midroll is just giving them per impression but that doesn't mean that's what you and I have to do. That doesn't mean that's what you, the listener of the show, needs to sell by. If you want to sell to MailChimp, then you have to go about even pitching them a completely different way because it's not the same in any way, shape, or form. So it's just kind of like, I mean, you know what would be a good advertiser for them? I mean, Trojan condoms. Right. They would make a killing. Mm -hmm. But it's not being considered even. And that's not to say that my way is right and their way is wrong. It's just to say that, like, I no longer have a stick up my ass about how they're advertising or who's giving them money or how they're featured in iTunes or what's happening. Like, I, I am free yeah. to go about my business and do it the, be the 
and represent my shows with the knowledge I have about what they do and who would be good advertisers for them. Yeah, and you know what? It's true. It's because it seems like it's split. You know, there's the, you know, how we come up with the majority of, of the topics that we speak about here. And we have John support us to get the stuff out. But for the majority of this, the entire concept of this show is ours. And we get an opportunity to say yay or nay to whoever we want to work with, right? Both as a, and right. in a client basis, as well as advertisers that we have on the show. And it feels to me that once you do start to step into those bigger games, you know, with the bigger that are part of the of the larger companies, you really don't have a say. It's like, let's say we were, for whatever reason, asked to work for WNYC, or if we were part of another uh, higher, you know, Gimlet for whatever, I don't know, whatever, you know, just to say that. We would yeah. then really not have a say on our advertisers. We would have to sell MailChimp. Mind you, they wouldn't align with our people because a lot of our people are are doing that kind of stuff. But th- Well, I mean, but they'd be a better advertiser for us than them. Well, that's what I'm saying. They would We're be, MailChimp silly. would be a better advertiser yeah. for us. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah. we really wouldn't be able Think to say Think of all the no. ad dollars wasted there. Yeah. Think of all the ad dollars wasted Actually, there. you know what, what I just saw, though? Um, what was really interesting is that the latest episode of the Tim Ferriss podcast, he has a new advertiser and he is partnered up with like, I'm not even sure because I just read the show notes i scanned them really quick and i can it's it's like some sort of like gymnastic workout thing mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he tim ferris is really into that because yeah, he really feels strongly about that because he want because that's the kind of stuff he loves so therefore mm-hmm. even though that's the most random thing ever it's gonna work for him because he's constantly talking about fitness and optimization of your right. body and and living you know the whole concept of being able to effectively execute in the most proficient ways you know he's constantly doing that so he is looking for these things so therefore mm-hmm. it will line up even though maybe the majority of his people are not in good shape but okay. they will purchase because it's Tim Ferriss you know but he <laughs> right. but what i'm saying is that he it aligns with him with right. his brand with what he stands for. So I don't think that you're, you're right. I think Trojan condoms or something that the Queens would themselves love. Right. You know, to, exactly. to promote, that would be super cool. Like, you know, they have like the cool, like I would think like a, an advertiser, like that has really cool iPhone covers because they're, they're like some of the pictures that I've seen have them showing off their iPhone and they have like a bunny cover for the iPhone or something like that. Like really cool looking, iPhone covers or stuff like that that had bling on it or like that was like cute or funky looking for whatever reason would really work. But mm-hmm. anyway, so yeah. So we'd love to yeah. hear you guys um, if you have any comments on that because I did see that a lot of people who watch and my and this was so frustrating, Jess. I was not able to catch any of it. In fact, I haven't even been able to catch any of it now, even though it's going to be coming out as a podcast. So you guys who didn't go, they are going to be releasing it as a podcast. So you're going to be able to get all of the stuff um, through time and space. And it's and it's live streamed so you can watch the sessions. But I was and I'm in a position where I am what Heather Orderer has mentioned. I am in like data poverty right now. So Mm -hmm. meaning that I don't have the luxury of streaming gigabytes of video to right. want, you know, or hours of video to my phone. I just, I can't do that. 
So, and I, I, and I can't stream anything that's being, that was live. So I wasn't able to do that either, even though, you know, I could have, but I, there's, you know, that's when you have to spend your data <laughs> where it counts. Right, right. Okay. So, well, yeah, yes. no, I, to- I totally agree with you. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. <And> so, <laughs> Sweet. Now that that's over with, yeah. So the only other bad thing about that, besides just how I felt about it, was it also, it's only 100 women, so you have to sit in the same chair the whole time. And I got really bad ants in my pants after, uh, like, lunch. I was, like, ready to move around or go somewhere else or... Just something, anything. That part was tough for me, but that's always tough for me. That's why I don't go to um, World Domination Summit anymore. Because it's the same thing in one room. Because when I went, it was like five keynotes almost in a row, and I oh, wanted to kill myself. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. It's kind of like watching yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, well, then we're going to have a little hello from Casey from Joyful Courage here. Um, hi, Casey, and see what she has to say to us. Hey, Elsie and Jessica, this is Casey from the Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast. Happy 100th episode. I want you ladies to know that you are such an inspiration to me. Not only do I love your podcast, but the community that you have put together and hold space for online is, it just feels like home to me. And it's so supportive. And I know that any question that I have, any thoughts or feedback that I need, I can go there and I'm not judged and I'm held in really sacred celebration. And the feedback's amazing. Oh my gosh. The collective wisdom of the two of you and the group you've put together have been so pivotal in my podcasting experience. So thank you. And I love you. And I think that you are such a dynamic duo. Much love to you. And here's to another hundred episodes. Thank you, Casey. We love the group too. So you heard some data now, so you're going to love it even more. But now we're going to move into a little bit more news, which is at least it's really a simple kind of news. Uh, This is the headline for an article that came across my consciousness. Gimlet Creative, an early entrant to branded podcasting, is now open for business. Now, here's like one part that was really interesting to me when I read this article, Jess, because basically what they're doing is now obviously Gimlet Media from Startup and Reply All and all that kind of stuff who are creating their own network of stuff are now moving into the industry of creating podcasts for, you know, branded podcasts for other companies. But here's like something that they found was a problem when they started to approach this. Quote, after a disappointing call with a potential client, creative director Nazanin Rath Sanjani worries that advertisers aren't going to do this extremely narrow thing that we're willing to do, which is make you a super expensive white label podcast that we do not distribute or pass off on our own in any way, shape, or form. They want us to make a podcast for them that we put out over our channels that they edit with us, she says in the episode released in November. Of course, that's what they want because it would be great for them. So what's really interesting is that the people that they approached all wanted them to be like, yeah, you do the podcast and then you do all the work. No, I think they're also saying create content that's interesting and not just about the business. Well, no, right? no, 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 no. I, I think that... It, Am I missing the point? Yes, you, you kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's possible. So what happened, what was the big, the biggest thing that they found for that, like the biggest obstacle that Gimlet found when they first started to pitch themselves as creating this content is that the companies that they were approaching wanted to ride on the coattails of Gimlet Media's brand name and 
uh, reputation. So basically, it's like, yeah, you do our stuff because you guys are so good. And then you distribute our stuff via your already built up infrastructure and network. And that's not what they're doing. So finally, what they said, Hmm. and they kind of came, the conclusion of this, they said a half a year later, this is from the article again, quote, those early kinks appear to be ironed out. Last week, Gimlet Media launched Open for Business, its first branded podcast with eBay. The first episode, Toes, all in the line spelled out by Raf Sanjani in November. It's not distributed over the company's editorial channels. It's not passed off as an editorial production, and it's not produced by Gimlet editorial staff. In- oh, yeah, I totally missed the point. Yeah, That's so interesting. Instead, it comes labeled as the inaugural... Inaugural. Whatever. Effort from Gimlet <laughs> Creative, the four-person team at Gimlet Media that makes the company's advertising and branded podcast. The team is led by Ras Fanjani, produced the six episodes podcast in partnership with eBay, which meant that the online auction company had final say over the direction and content of each installment. So basically, what Gimlet did is that they now have within their company a specific wing, which is Gimlet Creative, and it's made out of four people. And what they they are not part of creating startup. They are not part of creating Reply All. They are not part of the talent of Gimlet. Gimlet, the production end, still maintains and does what it does. Gimlet Creative is really a separate team made up of people like the ones that you were talking about in Work It, right? Mm-hmm. Some of those mm-hmm. people is what they are, are now like part of this four-person team. And so they get hired out to create the brand content for other people. So that it's basically that team goes out and does it for them, not part of Gimlet. You know, the truth is that's the job you should have. That's the job you should have. Creating this kind of this stuff? Is what, that is what you are best at, in my opinion. Working for Gimlet Creative, creative content for, for these Not people. necessarily even creative, like Gimlet Creative, but creating content for shows that are fascinating that are related to brand but still relate to other people that don't feel like a commercial even though it's a commercial. That is your sweet spot right there. And if that if one of those four people isn't you, then they have a problem. <laughs> I didn't even know they were having this. No, but I thank you. I really do. I do. I do love that. But and then again, it it is one of those things where I feel like they're looking at people that are have the journalistic thing and how to build story and they're because I don't care. I'm not saying you have to necessarily work for them, but right. I'm saying this is the service that you should be pushing that you create amazing content for people, not just businesses. I know you never want to say like I create amazing content for businesses or I create branding content, but you totally could and you're extremely good at it. I think extremely good. You know what I think it is? It's like, I don't want to make the commitment for somebody else. Like I'd like to drop the ideas off and you guys go and like, I'll come in for yourself. I'm sorry. What? Why can't you just do it for yourself then? Just to create the ideas though. I don't want to have to manage all like, I'm not a manager. I don't want to manage. I'm not, what are you talking about? Because you have to <laughs> run all this stuff. Like, I don't want to run it. Like, you know, the problems that you're having with your business and like, what's the system that you want to use and reaching out to customers and content and yeah. getting the reports and getting all that stuff. That's the kind of crap that I so do not want to do. You can hire me to well, come in as a consultant. Well, maybe you should do it for my agency. And yeah. Then, <laughs> and then let me go. Let me go. So you'll take care of all that stuff. I am not that person. I don't want well, to. Well, yeah. That's what we do for She Podcast, too. Right. That's true. 
That is correct. But all I'm but saying yes. is like, okay, again, so what I'm going to say now for people who are listening. Yes. If you have your podcast because of a business or you're trying to promote something or you're trying to make a, a statement or you're trying to get people to do something or just trying to get your brand out there, this is Elsie's sweet spot. Yeah, I Whatever do. Whatever it is, a cause, a business, you, even if it's just you as an expert, she is a genius at creating these types of shows. Six episodes, great. Ongoing for the rest of your life. Fine. She will find a creative way of doing it. She will tell you what content, who to interview, how often. She is the best at this. The best. She could do it for Gimlet. Fine. You don't want to work for Gimlet. Fine. Do it for other people, though. This is your thing. I know it is. is. I do. I love it. I love it. It makes me so happy. Think about the ads just for just the ads and the posts in our group for team podcast and for Natalie. I mean, they don't even know they're being sold to. This is your thing, Elsie. (laughs) I am. I love it. Okay. If anyone wants this, contact me and she will do it through our agency for you for a very small, but not that small fee. (laughs) No, but I mean, you know, if you want this and you're listening, call me, email me, Jess at jkmagency.com. Elsie is your girl. And I'm not, I mean, I'm telling you, every time she has an idea for a new show that has to do with a brand, I'm, my face is blown off. (laughs) So good. Well, good. I finished reporting. But, I'm sorry. Well, but, but my point was, I guess the entirety of this conversation is the fact that there are people who are getting the brand content created for them. Even they don't understand what they want. And the biggest problem is the marketing aspect of it, is the fact that they want to start writing on the cocktail, uh, cocktails, coattails of a bigger brands because they don't want to do the work of creating some incredible content for themselves that is going to generate conversation. And when that ha- starts to happen, I think, that, you know, I'd love to listen to some of this stuff because I haven't listened to the, the the eBay podcast. And I have to say that what I've started to hear when I start to listen to these procasters out there is that the majority of the voices around there and the way that they're all put together is about the same. It's absolutely formulaic. And it's absolutely the same as what we've been seeing with the whole, you know, entrepreneur on fire thing where everybody was like, <gasps> I want to do exactly what John does. And then they got the questions and they got the same thing and they were recording five days a week and it was the same exact time frame and it was the same type of music and everybody was like, Ignite. Now everyone's asleep. Yeah. Ignite. You know? And Life on fire. Exactly. And so it was like that. But now with this stuff, it's exactly the same thing. So it, instead of like, you want to be like John Lee Dumas, it's like you want to be like Serial. And so you have that same music. That same type of transition, that same type of narrator, that that same type of conversation. And it's driving me bananas because it's like it's awful. It's the same. And that's what makes me nuts. Why do you have to be the same? And yes, you can take inspiration from all of these things. Absolutely. And you can go to go broadcasting school and you can go to all this stuff. But I think what makes me nuts is the possibilities around podcasting are so much more than just the same, especially with the type of genius that we have in only our own people. I mean, listening, actually, we're going to, okay, you know what? We're going to cut to right now to listen to Vicky Maris. Hi, Elsie and Jess. Congratulations on your 100th episode. I'm Vicki Maris from the Heart Song Fit podcast, and I'm about to launch a new show called Llama Talk Radio. I am 
out at Silver Falls State Park this week at Accordion Camp, and I had a heck of a time finding a place quiet enough to record this. Somebody has loaned me the keys to their van, so I've locked myself in a van with my Ederall recorder to say hello and congratulations to you. I so enjoy your podcast and get so much inspiration from both of you. Please keep up the good work and continuing in leading the charge of us women podcasters. You guys are the best. Take care. Okay, so Vicki Maris is in, basically she is at an accordion festival recording in her van with her little recording there. And how awesome does she sound? Just she lo- sounds awesome. She's so lovely and so cute, and there's so much personality behind that. And she was able to tell us that little story and just did that just for us. That's what podcasting is about. I think that's riveting. And just listening to all these voices that we've heard, and we're going to hear one last one here before we cut out. All of them are different. Emily, when she did her little like commercial of us, she added music. She put all this stuff in there. She just went all quirky on us. Because that's who she is, and it's just so lovable, every single one. And they all sound different, and they all make you want to listen to them. And I think that that's amazing. And unfortunately, the, you know, the procasters and the people out there that are getting their branded content created for them have no idea what they're missing. Amen. I went and got a sandwich. I just Did let you? you go. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> But I know this is a topic you care about, so I just don't want to interrupt. So that is it. And I am wrapping this up now because of this, because we have been going for um, a long time now. Uh, Almost as long as last time. Holy cow. Whoopsie. Whoopsie daisies. Whoopsie doopsie. So, yeah. This was interesting. Next time we'll talk more about all your skills. Oh, all right. Yes. And other stuff. But if you want to hire us like right away and you're going to be a podcast movement, you can go ahead and apply. Shepodcast.com slash apply and work with us face to face. How fun is that to have Jess and I both there for you so we can work this stuff out for you. We can have our computers there. We can walk you through processes live and in person, which I think is going to be awesome. So shepodcast.com slash apply. Please go ahead and get that in as soon as you can because this is your last ditch effort to work with us live. Mind you, we're continually to work You can work also out send us an email, info at shepodcast.com if you want to work with just one of us, yes. not both. Totally. Um, and just let us know what you're looking for and we will accommodate you. We can also do that live or on Skype if you're not going. But we're both available to yep. chit-chat before, after, during. Yep. So let's do it. Awesome sauce. And you can have, if you have any feedback, please email feedback at shepodcast.com. Feedback at shepodcast.com. And we would love to hear from you. We will start to add some of the feedback that we've gotten in the past and sprinkle it in uh, in our next upcoming episodes. And happy anniversary to you, Jessica. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. All right. Um, Yay. (laughs) Yay. Yay. So we're going to close <laughs> off uh, today listening to Miss Katie Davis from Writing for Children podcast. And again, thank you guys for sending all of our stuff uh, to us and making us feel super special. And come and hang out in the group. Say hello in the group. We are still there. And uh, we'll talk with you guys next week. Right on. Bye. Peace out. Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs> Elsie and Jessica, I'm so happy I get to do this for you. I would give 100 reasons why I love you guys, but there's no time. So here are three. Laughing with you. 
as I listen, like we actually know each other in person, even though you don't know I'm laughing with you, to your generosity of spirit and knowledge and support. I love it. Love the Facebook group, everything. And last, yurts and simple shoes. And if you peeps listening to this don't know what I'm talking about, you'll have to listen to all 99 episodes to find out. Happy 100th from Katie Davis, the Writing for Children podcast.